and welcome to Side Character Quest. My name is Ty, and I will be your host, your dungeon master, your gamekeeper, all, all these sorts of things. With me today is... It's your turn now. Hi, my name is Mason, and I'll be your game boy. I'll be playing the game today. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't think of the word player for a second. It like just completely slipped my brain and I went with Game Boy. Game Boy's so, not bad. I like I like Game I Boy. I guess it works. Uh, people who have listened to the show for a long time remember when uh, Mason came back came on the show ages ago um, on the side character questions episode and we just chatted about the show and now he's he's living the dream. He's actually going to be here. He's actually going to be playing. With, with me and with you, with all of us. I feel like like a red carpet reporter that just like got a bit part in a movie with like one of the actors that you used to like report on or something. That's like a really specific and strange uh, anecdote that I don't know has ever happened, but. I hope that it has. If anybody, if that has happened, uh, everybody, um, I want you to write a five-star review and tell us about the time that it happened uh, on, on iTunes or Podchaser or one of those places. Um, that would get them tied. That would get, that'll just blow your <laughs> reviews right up. All the stories. Uh... <laughs> I was just I, I was just thinking before we started about how I, I never ask people for reviews. I never ask people to like share things and I need to do that more. So and that's the you, way I decided to do you it. You hitched your cart to if if any of you are red carpet reporters who ended up getting bit parts in movies with actors you've interviewed, leave a review. I mean if you are, then you have to. You can't not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you've probably been itching to tell that story. Oh, you've been waiting. You've been waiting. But um, while you're writing out that story, uh, Mason, uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with um, tabletop role-playing games, with Dungeons & Dragons, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm kind of a, a latecomer to the whole world of tabletop RPGs. Um, I did, uh, it was like six years ago now, which is kind of wild to think about. Um, I was in a production of Eurydice on the stage, and uh, I became good friends with our stage manager, who had a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing group, and I've been just playing with them for six years because I, the first time I played it, I was like, what is this and why haven't I done this my whole life? Because I love it. <laughs> so we've played like a bunch of different systems and stuff over the past six years. You guys swap out a lot of the dungeon mastering, game mastering um, responsibilities, right? Yeah, we, yeah we, we do like a round robin thing. I DM'd my first full-length campaign uh, since before all of the 2020 stuff started happening. It was supposed to be a one-shot that I was running, and we was like, oh, it'll be two sessions, and then it turned into a nine-and-a-half-month campaign <laughs> um, in Dungeon World, so not D&D. &D. Nice. And you, you actually brought that to a close recently, right, didn't you? I did. Oh, and, and two side character quest characters made <gasps> cameos in this. It's an it's not a, like a podcast. It's just something we played for fun. But two dragonborn that people would recognize as being particularly eminent made uh, it into that campaign. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't not. I couldn't not. And yeah, it was really cool. I I love that so much. All right. Uh, so now uh, before we we actually get into the game playing, I usually like to start by giving those folks that care a little bit about the crunchy stuff, the game mechanic stuff, a quick overview of your character. So if you could just tell us a little bit about your character's name, what their class is, uh, that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, just dish the granola. Uh, yeah. My character's name is is Talbotson. He's a level five bard uh, from the College of Creation, which is from the extension uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, which has a lot of really cool classes and other other sorts of things, feats and whatnot in it. Uh, but he's a, a level five bard, College of Creation. He is a tiefling, uh, specifically a Brega tiefling, actually, which is. Uh, homebrewed just for uh, for this campaign or this this whole SEQ setting. We're not going to go too much into the details behind that, but basically it is a, a vaguely like more nature, less uh, diabolical uh, compared to normal tiefling. Kind of like a nature demon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're like you're a cryptid, like you're a spooky thing that you see in the forest at some point. Uh, but yeah. they're actually just a, you know just a person, just like you and me. Some of them are poets. Some of them are poets. And, Which, uh, oh, go ahead. I know it's not mechanical, but he's definitely more of a like a written word kind of bard than a uh, singer, songwriter, actor, dancer. <laughs> no, that's important. I, I think you said that you were going to be using a, well... I've said a lot of things, Ty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said a lot of things. All right. Uh, do you want to... How about uh, we get into the show? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start recording. No, I'm just kidding. Wait. <laughs> oh, God. Just Ty, you can't do that. <laughs> you hurt me. I was like, I've been rolling for 25 minutes. Uh, no. You can't fool me. We counted to 16. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We open on... How do I want to phrase this? I specifically didn't write a lot of narration this time around, so we'll see how that goes. In the city of Cirque, along cobblestone streets, we come across Abercorn Street and a quiet tea shop. Inside of TNT, we see... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it when I say something stupid and I can see the player react and it just like throws me off. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't stupid. I loved it. I love okay. TNT. All right. Well, inside of TNT, we see a number of fake alchemy sets. We see bubbling cauldrons. We see a mine cart. We see, not mine cart. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. We see bubbling cauldrons. We see beakers. We see vials. We see Bunsen burners. Um, and they're all, it's all just sort of this ridiculous over the top aesthetic that looks kind of like it's an alchemy shop, but it's, it's really just a tea shop. You see on the, on the chalkboard, you see a sign that offers the special of the day, which is a Mount Rena fog and we see a man off to the side in front of several rows of chairs that have been set out. Uh, he is just finishing up giving a reading of uh, one of his recent uh, publications. Like the broken backs of those who walked the least. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Oh, that was absolutely wonderful. Everybody, thank you for coming. Um, a halfling woman stands up and gestures out to the crowd of chairs, which are empty aside from one or two people that are just drinking coffee and not looking towards you. 
thank you so much for coming out to meet us today, Mr. Mr. Talbotin. Thank you for reading your, your work. It's absolutely wonderful. I, I really could not be happier to have you out here today. Does anybody have any questions for our esteemed guest? Good. <clears throat> Are you gonna you gonna finish that over there? That drink you got? Th- this my drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I saw you put it down uh, before the actual reading started, and uh, you haven't touched it since. And I mean, I can clear it for you if you want. Talbot and just death glare at this person. Okay. Well, I can see. Uh, well, I can see, okay, okay, all right, I'll just take that then. He reaches out and grabs it. <laughs> Talvin just stares at him, unmoving. I, I don't think that he won't. No, ma'am, I'm just doing my job. I, I do really, you don't have, okay, 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 he's leaving now. Well, um, any, any other questions? Anybody want to talk to our esteemed guest here? We got him out of his hole for once, and... Okay. Um, Ty, what is this? What is this character's name? I would probably know. Uh, this character's name is uh, Morgan. Um, she is your publisher. I think I just after she just says that last thing, I just stand up from I'm assuming the stool that I'm perched on. Mm-hmm. Uh, clap her on the shoulder and say thanks, Morgan, and then walk out the door. <laughs> As you you walk out of the door, um, she bursts open the door and is like running after you. She is a a shorter uh, halfling woman and so she is having to stride pretty large to keep up with you. Uh, What do you, what what would someone looking, what would somebody seeing this scene see? Uh, Probably just a slightly tall enough to be like, you know, just slightly taller than average. Uh, What looks like a human man in a long coat uh, and it, what, what season is it? It's probably not like winter, I'm guessing. I don't know. <laughs> I literally had the thought of, uh, before we recorded, I, I had this thought over and over again. Should I figure out what season this is? <laughs> like, it won't come up. Like, it, I really am not sure because I feel like at some point, at some point I said, but like, I, there's no way it's actually going to come up. I'm just making it. <laughs> the and, first then, and then two minutes question. in. <laughs> Uh, let's say let's say it's spring, um, and if that's wrong, Here, I'm sorry. Here's the best part: it doesn't matter because it, I was just gonna say, even if it's unseasonable, um, he's wearing a, a long coat and a, a big hat that covers his head and sort of a high collar, but not in the sense where you'd see them, you'd see him and think, oh, that looks suspicious. Just more of like, oh, that looks like a hipster. Got it. Um, and he's just striding away. If anything, his nose just looks. A little, he's got a strange shaped nose for a man. Interesting. Um, as as you're you're walking away, uh, as uh, Morgan catches up to you, Hector, Hector, you you can't walk out of another one of these. It's part of your contract. You have to do two per I release. I finished this one, Morgan. I finished the reading. You asked for their questions. They asked for my drink. I'm done. Contract fulfilled. No, that's not how it works. I think it. Oh, I think it went swimmingly, don't you? I, I think that it went very well until you ha- you just got up and left. What happens if, if somebody walks in to get a tea and you're not there? 
obviously not you can't expect everybody to to like just sit down just for you you have to be ready for when the new crowds come ah, in ah yes Right, for after I finish the reading, in case someone walks in for a tea, and then they hear you asking if they have any questions, and this person who just yes. walked in wants to maybe ask for the, the other drink that I have. This, I did the reading. Nobody had any questions. Both of the people there seemed to enjoy it. We're, we're through. I'm assuming you got paid. Yes, I mean, yes. Yes, so congratulations. You've gotten your due from me, and I'm going home. Fine. Uh, fine. Fine. But you need to have your second draft uh, with with the corrections available in two weeks. Remember. Uh, I think Talbotin stops, um, and and he and he turns and, and looks at Morgan, uh, and he's. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think he was facing her this whole time, but he looks like sad, like he's putting on this angry thing, but he just like watery kind of eyes. And, and says, um, can I get an extension? I, two weeks is a lot. Hector, I've, we've talked about this. I've already given you, I've already given you an extension, and you're supposed to pump, you're supposed to, we are at a strict deadline, two publications a year, one small, one more major, and, and, but, but I, I've, two weeks, two extra weeks, you gonna have it done then? Yes, Morgan. If you can, if you can double, if you can, I'll even take one extra week. It's just, it's just anything. All right. You have to understand, as as a creative type, the muse does not respect deadlines. I am not. Does not operate on a schedule. Well, uh, gosh, I'm not exactly the creative type, but I've worked with a number of them in my days, so. Fine, I understand. All right, one month total. Yes, and, and if you can avoid dragging me out to any more of these dog and pony shows, what? I'd appreciate it, because it doesn't do anything for my self-esteem. Fine, fine. Um, and Talbotin turns and walks away. And uh, I think that she lets you. She stands there for a moment, <sighs> huffs, and then turns off, walks the other way down at Burkhorn. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, <laughs> what a cheery way to jump in. Um, I, I think Talison just sort of continues down the street for a while, makes sure that Morgan is really gone, and then um, diverts instead of heading back to his house, maybe to uh, dip into a, a haunt of his okay. in this sort of area. So it's probably about four or five in the afternoon. Uh, where do you go? Um, would there be a place mm -hmm. that is... Sort of a like like a hole in the wall tea shop that perhaps is objectively bad, so people don't tend to go there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think there would be. Do I? I don't have a name for a second tea shop off the top of my head. How about? Um, oh, okay. I've I've got one. I've got one. Um, so you you make your way uh, north through the city, sort of vaguely in the direction of uh, Congress Monastery, um, of the direction of the circle. And you you stop at a shop going down a alley, and there's a sign on the front of the shop that says Divinity, uh, but that sign has like really like just kind of fallen off. Uh, very clearly, nobody doesn't seem to actually go here that often. It's not, it's, it maybe, maybe it's popular with like a very small set, but it's not just going to get random folks who don't 
already know about it wandering up. That's uh, absolutely perfect. And also good that it's close to the monastery because I think if there is a single person that Talbotton wouldn't mind running into, it would probably be Pard. I don't know if Pard spends time here, but I'm not saying he has to. He's not seeking out Pard, but I'm just saying that in his mind, he's like the only person I wouldn't hate to talk to right now would probably be Pard. Yeah, uh, you step inside this this tea shop and it is dingy. It is dark. It, it looks like maybe it once was a very like shiny, clean kind of place, but um, it hasn't really been uh, kept up at all. A lot of the wallpaper is peeling. The wood is like worn crown molding and whatever is, is just really shitty. Um, and uh, you walk up, grab, you know, person behind the bar immediately recognizes you get uh, gets your order ready what, what do you get i think he probably gets uh, like a black tea but with a lot of cream and sugar <laughs> in it <laughs> that's opposite of the direction i thought you were gonna go i love it yeah i i think well i think he puts it in himself i think he says like just you know an earl gray um leave room for tea leave room for t- <laughs> leave room for cream <laughs> tea but, Give me a cup and leave room for some tea. Uh, the bartender, the, the, what's the word for a coffee shop bartender? Barista. 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 The barista um, behind the, behind the bar just sort of plops down an empty cup in front of you. Yeah, I, I think I just grab it. All right. And he turns, turns away and starts just cleaning some dishes. Uh, and Talbotson walks just around the edge of the counter and pours himself a splash of tea and then fills the remaining space with cream and then like several big spoonfuls of sugar <laughs> and then walks back out around the counter and just sort of sits down in a booth uh, and pulls out a notebook and a quill and just starts staring at the first page of the notebook trying to think of what to do for this second he has not started the second book he's got a bunch of like individual lines but man i think he just sets to work scribbling things that are just not great nursing this milk this tea flavored (laughs) milk that he's drinking disgusting so after it's actually pretty good (laughs) so after um maybe i don't know how how long do you think that you're sitting there i think maybe like i don't know an hour hour and a half tops okay after about an hour and a half, you uh, look at the clock over on the wall, which has just chimed. I guess that would put it around seven o'clock now, maybe maybe six o'clock, and which is right around the time that you are supposed to be meeting uh, meeting Pard at over at Congress Monastery. Mm. Um, today is is a special day for you two. What what why? Mm. Maybe let's see, because Pard Pard and I. Um he like what? What was our connection? Because it's not like he was my adoptive parents. No, you guys were. Um, we were orphans together. Yes, you were orphans at the same time, and uh, you were adopt like basically taken in to Congress Monastery or to a church at the same time. Uh, and he went to the church, and you were adopted by a f- loving family, presumably. Right. I think maybe today is sort of the anniversary of when that happened. I mean, that just seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or it could be the anniversary of the first time they bumped into each other after having gone their separate ways. Oh, that's sweet. And it could be like, oh, well, let's just keep doing it every year. We'll make sure that we bump into each other. Say hi. That's that's 
That's really that's really nice. I like that. All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, do you are you do you guys like do anything special as part of this tradition? Like, are you bringing him a gift, or is it just a thing? Oh yeah. There's uh there's definitely some cheesy poetry series that is like to Talbotton. It is so just bad that it's kind of a guilty pleasure. Like, um, you know, it's so bad, but it's very fun. And I think he actually does get some enjoyment out of it. But I think Father Pard maybe unironically really likes them. <laughs> I like that. Like, I uh, like the band Dirty Loops. Like, they've got some stuff that's, there's super jazzy stuff in there for people who are really deep into music. But there's also, like, really poppy elements that make their songs just kind of sound like pop songs. Nice. Um, yeah, so... That was a bit of a weird pull, but... No, I, I got you. Definitely got the newest copy of that series I'm bringing to him. <laughs> nice. So you uh, you wrap up over at Divinity, exit out onto the cobblestone alleyway, and then move farther north, uh, leaving behind Cirque. And there's just a small, just a, uh, it's a short walk, maybe 10, 15 minutes um, across some lightly rolling hills until off in the distance, you see the massive, massive circle of stone that is the to the north of Cirque that gives the city its name. And just on the edge of that, you see built onto the, the side of that circle of stone, you see Congress Monastery, the home of uh, Father Pard and of dozens of other monks that work below him. As you approach the monastery, uh, you see that it has a large cathedral uh, that has stained glass depictions of seasons of nature on either side of the main door into the cathedral. And then on either side of the cathedral as well, there is uh, this sort of walled in courtyard kind of thing that is also built up against the circle. Um, and those two courtyards that are on the left and the right of the cathedral um, both have their own gateways that lead into the that inner courtyard. The cathedral is open, as is the uh, gate on the right to one of those courtyards. Do I, I know where I'm going, right? To find part? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he could be in a few different places. Um, it, it's up to you exactly like how you go about finding him but he's you know he's been working um in the the hall of the forgotten recently which is in that that right courtyard but it's possible as well that he could be in the main cathedral um or he could be in his office uh which is also on that right courtyard does the main cathedral connect up to the right courtyard like can i go through the main cathedral yeah you could you you could uh you'd have to like go i mean like up behind you know through a sort of back exit and into that right courtyard um, that is generally reserved for the clergy. Um, but, you know, how, how often do you visit Pard? Would people recognize you here? Would people know that Ooh. you have a connection with him? That's a good question. I was going to say, I don't think that Talbotton spends... Pespends. I don't think that... Pespends. I don't think that Talbotton spends that much time here. I think he and Pard, like, meet up and, and do things. Okay. But then again, I don't think Tawadin really likes just sort of hanging about the town too much. So that's a good question. Um, I think he's, he's also very sneaky, <laughs> despite his sort of strange build. He is very sneaky, um, so I think he might nip around here. But I don't think he talks to anyone other than Pard. Okay. Um, so you, you probably, if you were to go into that main cathedral, you would probably, if there's an actual mass going on mm. um, or a, a, some sort of service happening... 
um, then you would have to be really sneaky to like go out through that back way. But uh, if if not, then you probably could just walk there and nobody would stop you. I want to walk up to the entrance to the cathedral and see if I can hear anything. So as you uh, walk over there, you, you walk up to the cathedral, you can hear the sounds uh, of like imitations of like animal cries um, as the hymns um, you see at the back uh, of the um, looking through the door you see a bunch of people in the pews um, you see some sort of priest or cleric on the altar and behind them uh, you just see red banners uh, bright bright red um, and they're like I said doing some sort of animal noises in their their hymn singing I think Talbotton uh, obviously, staying out of eye shot, um, just kind of stands for a moment and, and listens, takes out his notebook, and jots down a couple of, of ideas. Because uh, I think he's okay. also just hungry for anything to write about, too, because he, as much as he uh, is stressed out, he also very much enjoys surviving off of writing. Yeah. And then I think after listening for a little bit and just sort of taking it in, he dips around to the right courtyard to try and find Pard. Okay, so walking out into this right courtyard, you see uh, there's a series of, in this very center of the courtyard, there is a um, circle of stone with um, these little stone benches around it uh, against the big ancient stone stone circle that I I mentioned that the whole Congress is built against. You see a large hall, um, a large building that is, is just sort of built, isolated against that. And then against the outer wall of the courtyard, which has that gate that you were just in, um, you see two stories tall uh, office buildings, basically, which you you know to be where his office normally is. Um, So that that Hall of the Forgotten uh, is where he often works, um, but he also could be in his office. Yeah, I think I'm kind of meandering through the Congress Monastery. Not like, you know, super meandering, because I definitely don't want to get sucked into any kind of social situation, but I do think I'm sort of trying to see everything with fresh eyes because I didn't have a very productive session in Divinity. So I'm trying to see like, okay, what can I look at and think of differently and take in? So yeah, what is, what is the Hall of the Forgotten? Says Mason. <laughs> uh, ooh, roll me a, I guess that would be either a history check or a religion check. Probably a religion, but, but you could go either way. Okay, first roll of the game. A religion check. And that's uh, 16 plus 3. 16, 17, 18, 19. Nice. So a long, long time ago, um, there were a lot of... Uh, back back during the, the loss, during the forgetting, part of that was uh, the history of all of the religions of all the gods uh, were largely, literally forgotten, were literally lost. And part of the role of Congress Monastery, in addition to providing people to worship all of the major gods, they also work to recover those lost gods, those forgotten gods, um, the ones that we no longer know the names of. We no longer know how to worship them, but we know they need to be. So, like, you know, we there, there. The Hall of the Forgotten is where a lot of that research is done. Oh snap! Book idea. Uh, I think I just have an idea. I want to talk to Pard. Um, I'm, I'm going to dip into there, I think, to have this epiphany. Okay. Um, you dip inside, and you see there is a uh, desk that has a person um, sitting at it. There is a uh, guest book that you... Um, have you ever been here before? 
uh, to I, this specific room? I think I have to see Pard, but I never really, yeah. So you would uh, you would be expected to um, sign in on that that guest book, and then there's some just sort of benches around um, this sort of foyer, this sort of lobby space, uh, and then you also see a doorway that leads deeper inside of the hall. So I walk uh, right up to the desk. Uh, do I know who's sitting there? Hi. Oh, well, excuse me. Hello. Um, if you could just uh, sign in right there. Who are you here to see today? Yes. Is Father Pardon? Uh, yes. Um, he is back in the uh, back in the hall. He's doing some really important research. Uh, if uh, would you like me to send him a message? Would you like to wait out here for him? What What, what are you thinking? Tell him that that um, that I hope he didn't forget our little anniversary tonight. Oh, oh, I'm sure he didn't forget your little anniversary. I'm sure you guys will have a lovely night. Um, do, do you need me to, do you need me to go, uh, go see him now? Let, is this, uh, how, how pressing is this? Well, if, if I can just go in and, and, and see him, if that's okay. Uh, oh, over I, there? You want to go back there right now? Yes. Is something wrong? Oh, uh, no, no, uh, no, not but at all. Then you, I'll be um, on my way. No, okay, uh, she stand, stands up and, uh, and sort of stands between you and the door. You have been back here before, by the way. Yeah. This is, yeah. Um, I, it, I'll go get, I'll go get Father Pard. Don't, don't you worry your silly little head. I'll go get him. Uh, no, actually. Mm-hmm? New concern. Who are you? Oh, I'm. Uh, I'm just, uh, my name is, um, Quinn. Quinn? Yes, that's me. Brilliant name, Quinn. Oh, it's brilliant as Lumen's Light, you know it. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Now, Quinn, I have a question. Uh Uh-huh. Would you consider yourself an intelligent individual? Would you consider Uh, yourself insightful? Oh, um, as insightful as, uh, as... As my mother made me. I would describe you as cheerful, certainly. Yeah? I would mm-hmm. describe you as bubbly, oh, thank even. You. Eager. Oh, you too. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I would list sharp among those adjectives, because clearly you have not noticed who I am, and I fully uh, intend to proceed down uh, this hallway to see uh, Father Part. Uh, oh, um. By myself. Ah, uh, I'll just, um. No? I'll, I'll, you, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. No, you won't. What? No. Sit, sit okay. down, Quinn. All, all right. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just gonna. Uh, and she she reaches behind herself and starts to crack. Insight check. Okay. Uh, roll me that insight check. Cause I something bad is happening. I don't feel good about this. This is weird. That's a nat one. Um, I just think Quinn is like some dumb kid who thinks there's something secret going on that like I can't go talk to Pard. I, I yeah, I, I I feel like when uh like when when you get a, a critical failure on an insight check, in my mind, I feel like what it should be is that you terribly misread the situation, but are 100% confident in your misreading. So what I'm going to say is that you think this person is just purposefully just being difficult like like they are just a bureaucratic pencil pusher they're they're just being difficult because everybody's difficult and people suck i think i've had it i think i've had such a stressful freaking day and pard didn't meet me anywhere yet i must I'm, I'm gonna say if this would make the situation work like feel free to just tell me that i don't have time to do this uh but if this makes the situation worse i feel like maybe i just cast sleep <laughs> 
Um, do it, do just, it. Yeah, I, I think because I've just had it, and like I am unreasonably <laughs> irritated. No, I love it. Uh, this, spell, this spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Roll 5d8. Uh, the total is how many hit points of creatures this spell can affect. Okay. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. Uh, do you want to wait? Do you want this to affect um, more people behind her, beside I, her? She's the only person in the room, but there's there may be people, other people in the other room that, that you're trying to go into. I think I think I'm trying to not sleep anyone but this person. Okay, but I don't. Is this room 20 feet across? Uh, n- no. the The room that you are in is maybe 20 feet across, but there is a door directly behind her. So I'm saying that this could potentially, could this affect someone behind the door if there was somebody behind the door? I'm, I'm making this more difficult than it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I think, no, I think, but I think you're right. I think I'm not really thinking too much about the consequences of what I'm doing. So I think it would, because it's just a 20 foot cube. Okay, I love that. <sighs> okay, if you love it, I don't. Let's see what happens. 10, 17 hit points plus 18, 19, 20, 22 hit points worth of sleep. Gotcha. Okay. You, how, how does this look when you cast this? Is this just um, sort of like... I think I just start bearing down on Quinn uh, mm-hmm. as, as they are like continuing to chatter. Uh, and it's like hypnotism almost in this case, where it's like, you know, I wouldn't say sharp and I wouldn't say alert. And I think you're starting to look a little bit out of sorts. You look tired. And I think that you're looking re- really right. You've got look- bags under your eyes. Why don't you just take... Take a load off. Okay, um, I'm just gonna lie, I'm just gonna lie down right here. Yes. And she, uh, she sits down at the, um, <laughs> she sits down on her chair and then just sort of, like, slumps. And then right as she does that, you hear a, a thud coming from the other side of the door, like, right, right behind the doors that you were just, uh, about to walk through. I think Talbotton's, Talbotton's face drops and he goes, oh, Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, and I open the door really carefully, like gently, in case someone is slumped against it. You see uh, a person just kind of flop out. Their, their arm just sort of fall out. And it is a, a person with, you know, the, the same sort of like priestly clothes, monk-like clothes. But um, underneath that, there is a layer of chain mail and you notice a, a sword strapped to their side. How often is it for lumineers? How or, or does uh, does the Congress Monastery involve themselves with lumen specifically? The Congress Monastery uh, involves themselves with all gods, um, right? So yeah, but how tightly? How tight are they with lumen? Um, I guess this would be another religion check. Would it? <laughs> okay, I think that, or a history check. Um, either one, I think, is is fair. I'll tell you what, those are the same to me. Yeah. That's, uh, seven. Uh, you, you don't know. I mean, you, you know that, 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 like, you have definitely seen Lumineers at Congress Monastery before, but it's, it's not a thing that, like, they're definitely not the only ones. Okay, so, but this doesn't strike me as, like, this isn't crazy. That person said Lumen's light. I mean, the person at the desk is obviously very into Lumen, but the yeah. Congress Monastery would hire people of all different faiths. and Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sort of scoot them over to one of the benches. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. And just kind of like 
debate about should I try and wake them up and then just figured no because then they'll talk to me <laughs> and I'll have to explain it and I'm already embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you scoot them out of the way and um, now the door is open and if you want to go in, you can. Yeah, I, gotta, I better tell Pard what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, stepping inside, uh, you see two rows of work desks, basically. Spaces that have old um, trinkets, that have old scrolls that are being like you know, copied, um, deciphered, that sort of thing. You also notice what looks like a monk um, who is just slouched over one of the, the work desks, <laughs> now asleep, uh, the closest one to the door. And then at the end of this this row, you see another doorway, which has sort of a space above it where a gargoyle, you remember there there used to be a gargoyle there, but now the space is just empty. You say a space, you mean like a like a transom, like an actual hole? Yeah, like a little a little hole that last time you were here, um, there was a little gargoyle that was used to basically just not let people back in that room. Hmm. And he would he kept asking you like riddles and shit. Um, and he is not there anymore. Um, I think Talbotton just kind of walks towards that. Uh, pa- as 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 he passes the slumped over sleeping monk, he just kind of brings his hands up and goes, ooh, um, <laughs> like fully realizing the extent of what he's done. And as he walks up to that door and notices the gargoyles missing, just says, oh, well, thank God they got rid of that stupid thing. <laughs> nice. So the door uh, is unlocked. Um, if you want to go through. Yeah. Uh, do I get any, like, I mean, my passive perception is only 13. Passive insight is 15. Do I feel anything? Is is there anything that would make me feel unease? Um. So insight, the fact that the, well, you, you did a really bad insight with that other person. Yeah. Me, Mason, as a person, am very skeptical of this moment, but I don't know if Talbotton would be in this. I, I don't feel like there's anything that has happened at this point that would specifically worry. I guess there was the fact that there was an armed person inside of Congress Monastery. That I think that's enough that you would be with with a passive 15. I think the, the fact that there was an armed person inside of this is weird. Hmm. I think when I get to that door, I stop before opening it. Okay. And I listen very carefully. Roll me a perception check. See if I can hear pard. Uh, do I have... Oh, I need to mark the spell slot I used for <laughs> sleep. So that a perception check is... 18, 19. 19? 19. All right. Uh, yeah, with a 19, um, you hear the dulcet sounds of Father Pard's voice on the other side of the door. Uh, but I don't understand what he's saying. Um, you, you pick out... Uh, or what is his emotion, at least? He sounds consoling or frustrated, maybe? Um... So, I cast message uh, through the door, like, without opening it. Okay. Because if you're familiar with the target and know it's beyond the barrier, mm-hmm. uh, you can cast message through it. Uh, so, I beam a message into Father Pard's brain and just say, Is everything okay? You've forgotten our anniversary. And he can uh, whisper a response. Right when uh, you say that, you, the, the speech on the other side of the door, like, cuts short as your voice starts to appear in Pard's head, and uh, he responds back, you're, you're right in the inside of the workshop, aren't you? Then you, you hear, uh, not through message, but, but actually being spoken, I think you're just going to have to wait right here, and we'll have to finish this up later, all right? And you don't hear a response, but uh, he just says, All right, glad to hear you understand. Now, I have an anniversary to get to, so we'll, we'll talk later. 
and then you hear some footsteps coming towards the door. Um, the door opens just a crack, and Pard tries to slip into the room without... Seems like he's not trying to let you see in. I think Tobitin just, like, tilts chin up, cocks head slightly to the side, and just looks at Father Pard like, what? what? And then says, is everything okay? What? You're acting kind of strange. Uh, yeah, so you... So, so first of all, I'll say what this uh, this person looks like as he steps into the room. He is fairly tall. Uh, he is very, very thin, like um, uh, like leaning towards maybe a little gaunt, and he's through wearing um, very loose, loose fitting, very comfortable looking clothes, but also not not at all showy or fancy or anything like that. Uh, I don't think that we should. Uh... And then he glances around the room and he sees the person asleep at the workbench. He's like. Ah, not again. And then he sees the person slumped in front of the door. Um, oh. Were they important? It's weird to see someone with a sword in here. Um, I didn't... I, I was just trying to get the secretary. <sighs> you look like you've had about as good a day as I have, buddy. I've had... I had quite a day. All right, you step out into the foyer. I'm going to wake these two up. You, you just you just use sleep on them, right? You didn't like knock them out or anything, did you? Is that a real question? I I don't know. I don't know. I was step outside this room and I listen. It's been a long day. All right. Okay. Okay. You, you really aren't yourself today, Pard. Um, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm really. Listen. I'm sorry. This has been. I'll, I'll fill you in in a minute. Okay. Uh, he he walks over to the uh, the person on the workbench. Hey hey friend. All right. Hey, you, you, you just took a little nap. All right, time to get up. Buck, go go out, go in the foyer, all right? I'll, all I'll right. meet you outside in just a minute. Sorry, sorry, Pard. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I, I dip out, um, and I definitely feel like shame. <laughs> gotcha. Um, after, after a moment, you are waiting in the foyer. It doesn't take very long at all before Pard steps out and uh, closes the door behind him. And um, I would like you to roll me a either an insight or a perception. Perception. Roll me a perception. Okay. You sure it's not an insight, Ty? Are you sure I'm not uh, trying to get insight on his state of being? I'm trying to see if there's something to... Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's specifically you're looking or trying to see something. Yeah, you're right. That is a 9, 10, 11, 12. 12? Uh, you don't really notice much other than um, his clothes seem a little like... He he see he looks a little disheveled, but but that's about it. That's all you notice. Thank you. Uh, oh, she's asleep too. All right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and sign out. Did you sign in? All right. No. Uh, no, I didn't. That was on me. Well, all uh, all, all of this was on me, but that one I didn't. I did intend to sign in. You know what? You don't sign in. I'm just gonna sign out. And and then what that we're gonna leave it at that. Hopefully these, these three will be too embarrassed to even mention this to each other, right? Yes, uh, we can hope. I didn't mean to. Um, not ideal. As soon as we get out of that that area and we head back, I think Talbotton says. So so what? What was that? Who are you talking with? And why was there uh, a lumen? Not, not not here. One of those lumen people with a sword. Not, not right now. We'll get up to my office, and then we'll we'll talk this through, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Um, I send mess. I cast message on the trip. Yeah. To him, and uh, I say, um, J- 
do we need to make a dash from the monastery right now? No, uh, we're safe for, for now, but uh, I actually want to talk to you. Well, I'd hope so. It is our... Um, fourth anniversary. I don't want to say... Uh, they have a name for it, though. They definitely have a name <laughs> for it. Like, like, uh, like, where do they bump into each other? Maybe at Divinity? But they wouldn't call it D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> Divinity Day, or... Um, tea, tea Time. Maybe just their Tea Day? Yeah. 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 Mm. We'll think about it. Yeah. I, I hope you'd want to speak to me. It is our blank day. So you guys walk across, uh, out of the Hall of the Forgotten, and then across that little courtyard over to the uh, the building that has all of the offices. Stepping inside, this is a very simple stone structure, and it just has like a hall, it has a stair, um, some stairs, and uh, you go up the first stairwell that you see, which leads you up to another hall, um, which has more offices on it, and uh, his office is at the very end. It's, it's actually the farthest from the front door. You, you know that uh, Hard likes to, he feels like he should have the least convenient spot. Hmm, that sounds like Pard. Yeah. Um, so opening the door, he gestures you into this, uh, this room, his office space. There's a simple wooden desk. Um, there's a couple of bookshelves. You see all of every book that you have published, as well as all of the, the books that you give him. Then there's like a little coffee table, a couple of cozy chairs, as well as a uh, self-heating teapot. Mm. So he starts preparing some tea for the two of you. All right, go ahead and make yourself comfortable. So did I, um, I, I wonder how long was the walk? Maybe like five minutes. I don't think, I think Talbotton wouldn't have been quiet that whole time. Cause I think this is probably the only thing he's been looking forward to. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I've brought up to Father Pard that I had an idea. I want to write my next book about one of the, the deities that have been forgotten as a way to worship them and bring awareness to them. And maybe that would help. Like maybe we could do some kind of a co thing. And I don't know if he's been receptive to this or not. I, <laughs> that's. Uh, so you, you brought that. Is this a, a new idea? That, um, that, okay, this is not a thing that you have brought up to him before. No, this just occurred to me. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that sounds like a really lovely idea. Uh, right, and I figured <laughs> that it, it would play into what you're doing and like what you're trying to achieve and what I'm trying to achieve. Oh, no, yeah. Kind of uh, like yeah. a... Oh, you hate it, don't you? No, it's... It, I, I'm I, sorry, I, I just... is um, Something's really up. Have you, uh, have you, boy, I, I feel like I'm just, I just, you know when you have bad news that you need to t- give to someone and you just don't, you keep wanting to put it off and so you try to think of the next thing that you can do to, and that, but that second thing that's your backup thing to talk about is also bad news. Yeah, um, uh, just rip it off, Par, just, di- just dish what his, what's yeah. the... Oh jeez! All right. Um, you heard about those? Uh, those. Well, wait, wait, the, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Let's put this off for just literally right, just one right. more moment. I did get you the newest book, <laughs> and I did read it. Um, and it, it's terrible, but I think that you will very much enjoy it. And so once you read it, here it's. Um, <laughs> he he takes it and he smiles and uh, sits down in. The chair across from you. you it's um, bent, bent rows, hedge rows. It's full of, <laughs> of all <laughs> those things that we, 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 
that you and I love about the series. Um, I, I really appreciate it, and I, I promise that I'll, I'll read it and I'll, I'll let you know what, I, what I'm thinking, all right? Um, okay, now ruin the moment. <laughs> as as you're you're saying this to him, he finally seems to relax and he um, takes off his priest collar, um, which dispels the illusion hiding his true appearance, which reveals his obsidian black skin and the long horns on the top of his head, um, as well as the sort of vaguely feline nose and feline eyes. Uh, Ty? Yeah? Is this normal... Period, question mark. <laughs> is this... Like you, uh, Father Pard is a Brega tiefling, and like you, he uses an illusion to hide this from the rest of the world because the rest of the world doesn't know tieflings are a thing. And That's brilliant, and I'm glad you didn't tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think uh, Talbotton pops off his top hat um, and, and his nose sort of elongates and flattens out into what sort of looks like a deer snout, um, and you can see the stubs of two antlers uh, on his head and sort of... What was just kind of a hairy beard just turns into a full sort of like almost like a deer face that he's got kind of going on. Oh, that's really upsetting in a way that I love. Um, very, very creepy and good. Yeah. And so then the conversation continues because this is normal for them. Super normal. <laughs> you heard about the uh, you've heard about all of those those necromancy and the, the skeletons to the south. Uh, t- uh, would I? Yes, yes, you have. Yes? Yes, you, you definitely, this is, this is common knowledge, and it's also common knowledge at this point in Cirque, this is, it's common knowledge that this is real, that this is a thing that is actually happening. Oh, uh, yes, I have. I, I'm not going to lie, it's, it's made it, uh, difficult to really think about much else. Well, um, well, the thing is, they're not just down there, they're also, um, you know, not, the, in, not in Cirque. They're not yet, but uh, closer than I'd, I'd like it to be. You know, uh, all right, this, this doesn't leave this room. Any, anything that we're about to say. Of course. I guess it's normal. When you take off the collar, you take off the hat, everything is just between us. Right. So, you know how when we started here, when I first arrived at Congress Monastery, I kind of made a name for myself, like going into the city, the, the Forgotten City and uh, yes. doing research, finding finding lore, finding books and, and just doing all that stuff. Well, at the same time that um, at the same time that those skeletons woke up down in the south, they woke up in the city too. Oh no. Oh. And uh, they just kind of seemed to be going through like loops. They didn't seem to be any, anything serious, you know? It didn't seem like it was really um, anything to be worried about, I, I, I guess, other than the fact that it's, you know, really weird. I mean, I'm obviously worried about but, it, but, you know. But, um, but yes, but, but that they're so, they're so far removed from the ones down south. I thought, I, I don't know the situation, but I heard rumors that there was like, like a caster or something responsible for the ones down south. And, I, I think that's what, uh, what, um, that's the work of Lord Frederick. He doesn't want anybody to know what's really going on. He's been kind of a pain lately. But I, I understand, you know, you lose your son, it's just, everything's... Wait. Yeah? Was that, was that in character, or was that youth making a connection? Uh, would Talbotton have known that? Uh, that Lord Frederick... Talbotton would not have, would not have known about Roderick and Lord Frederick and, you know, that family. So that would have been a revelation for him too. That that somebody died. 
I thought you just implied that Lord Frederick was the one raising all of these skeletons. No, no, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. that's totally what it sounded oh, like. Oh, I was like, oh, hey, that's a big drop. No, no. The implication was intended to be that Lord Frederick has been seeding misinformation or has, like, whether oh. intentionally or in an unintentionally. Like, yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's way different, Ty. <laughs> that's a lot Oh, no, sorry. Thank you. This is that is a that is an important clarification. That, that the implication was supposed to be, Lord Frederick is seeding the misinformation, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. You know what? I think Talbotton might have been like, "What? Frederick's raising no, the skeletons." No, I, I don't mean that. I mean he, the the rumors are his are his fault, and they're not like he's been doing oh. the thing. Uh, no. Oh, but but they they came up at the same time. Yes. That's upsetting. Anyway, um. One of them kind of, well, they've been get, starting to get a little bit, they, they, they seem like they're breaking out of their cycles. Because at first they were just kind of doing whatever, they were just living their lives, you know? They just, they didn't seem to be doing the same thing every day. And we could keep going into the city, we could keep doing our research, and it wasn't a big deal. But they, some of them seem to be acting differently, and, uh, well, I, when you walked in, I was questioning one. Oh! And... Um, it's kind of hard because they can't really talk, so I, I haven't figured out a good way to communicate back and forth. I'm really hoping to find one that can write one of these days. Uh, but, but yeah. Well, oh, well, have, I mean, you were questioning one, yeah. you said. Was this like a, like a peaceful interview? Was this something of both parties willing you sit down and have a, have a chat, or was this sort of a knockdown, drag out? <laughs> I'm... Interrogation part. I'm I'm not Lord Frederick, and I, I I I want to help whatever these souls are that are being raised. I want to help them, all right. But to do that, I have to I have to act fast because if I don't get results, then the Lumineers are they're kind of stirring up trouble, and I feel like they're going to try to take control here if I don't start showing results because. You can see how, how hectic it's been for me lately. Yes, because if, if, if they get out and begin to cause any kind of mischief or chaos, it's, it's, Cirque is going to go absolutely kablooey with activity and people trying to take things into their own hands. And Exactly. I'm surprised the Lumineers haven't already marched down there and planted lanterns in every square inch of the place and just started dismantling. Well, I, I, fortunately, uh, they're distracted right now. They're checking out, they're trying to, you know, put up shop all over the world. So I think that's kind of keeping it dispersed. This is bad. <laughs> yes. This yes. is not good news. <laughs> yes, I, yes. But that's problem number one. Um, oh, that I thought you managed to roll both of them together into a tasty <laughs> problem, like uh, balaclava, baklava, whichever one isn't a garment, whichever one is the food, except with problem. Sorry, it's a coping mechanism. This is terrible. I um, I'm trying to think of a natural way to segue from from this to. Is it like love, romantic troubles also? Is that why it's hard to segue? I'm going to to punch you in your face, all right? Okay, well, (laughs) there's your segue then, Parg. You're all right. All right. I trust you with my life. We grew up together. We protected each other. And anyone else that I could ask to do something for me right now, I would have to worry, are they going to let slip something to 
Lord Frederick, and I don't trust that anyone else that I could ask for a favor would be well-meaning right now. Yes, um... I need somebody that can keep a secret. Okay. And I I need someone that I trust with, with, with my life. Well, I mean, easily I can fulfill both of those conditions, but it makes me, uh, you have to understand, Pard, it makes me um, almost unbelievably nervous that you don't feel you can trust anyone here at the monastery well, with whatever this is. I mean, is. I, I can trust, I can trust uh, some of our hired, <laughs> our hired hunters and stuff. I, I can trust our muscle, but they're not exactly people that I can trust with, um, you know, I have a favor. What is... Yes, I figured. Around the same time that the skeletons woke up, mm-hmm. we had... We, we lost contact with a sending stone. Oh. Talbotton puts his, his whole head just very deep into his hands. And I need... We, 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 we kept thinking that it was just, you know, something going on with... Uh, <laughs> the guy who had found it, who had dug it up, he had been doing experiments with it, and we I kind of thought, oh, he broke the thing. And, you know, that was bad enough. But it's been, it's been ages. It's been months. It's been almost a year. And we also have it on good, good authority that, uh, that there were some weird things going on. Not, not skeletons, not necromancy, just some weird things going on. And I thought that if I was going to ask anybody to, on my behalf, look into that, uh, it would be you. Into fixing the Sending Stone? Or at least finding out what's happening down there? Well, this stone pair, this other, the other one was in Rena, wasn't it? Well, we have one, there's one in Rena, and, and that's, that's it, there's two. And now there's a third, and we can't use it. Think about how it would change the world. We can't send a message more than 120... Uh, 300 feet. Uh, imagine an instant communication across the world. This is a very important thing. And, and obviously right now, with the idea of like necromancy skeletons popping up all over the world, having the added communication would be very important. Listen, I, I know I'm getting a bit into the tactics of things, but you can see why this is important. Yeah, yes, no, I mean, the, the, the transfer of information is... is... And, and I, I wouldn't send you by yourself. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, you... You're throwing a lot at me, Pard. Um, I I know. I I I've got to be honest. I when I was planning out this conversation, I didn't think that it would be quite as um, exposition heavy as it's turned out. <laughs> well, it's it's not so much that as it is the emotional whiplash of oh, there's a bunch of skeletons. Yes, of course there are. Oh, they're also you know right there. Also, uh, new sending stone. Also. How cool is that? Also, how look at all of these problems. Like you've, it's it's a lot going on. It's yes, it's just a lot. Um, I mean, I'll do anything you ask. That's just it's just dumb. You should assume that anyway. You know me. Uh, I've got an extension on my next publishing date. Some uh, and no inspiration. So perhaps uh, this could help with that. Or if you were feeling generous and wanted to ghostwrite. <laughs> It doesn't have to be good. It's just a small one. I, I think I can copy your the, the drivel that you, you poof out sometimes. He, he says this very, like, ch- uh, brotherly. If anyone else said that, <laughs> if 
anyone else. I hope this, you have expressed today how, how close <laughs> you hold my regard. And this is me doing that for you. If anyone else had said that just now, I would probably behead them and fold them inside out. Uh, and I'm not sure that I can do that, but that is just, that is just an example. Um, yes. Uh, but wait, I, I will do, I'm assuming you've thought of where this to start in this process then. Well, I think uh, he, he looks over at a uh, clock and as he, as he does, he also perks his head and you, you hear uh, some footsteps walking down the hall um, towards the door. He says, I, I think the first thing we should do, you should probably meet the marshal that I've, I've hired to go keep you safe. Oh, good. You did assume I'd say yes. <laughs> you know it. Excellent. Excellent. He, uh, he puts his collar on and uh, his yeah. appearance reforms. Towson beams from ear to ear as he puts the hat on, uh, and while still beaming, his smile sort of shrinks to a more normal proportion, and his nose turns back into just an odd-shaped normal nose, and so on, looking human again. Right as, uh, right as that happens, you hear the footsteps stop, and then you hear a... Well, howdy there, Father Pard. Who's your friend? Oh, good. I'm going to love every moment of this. And uh, I think that's where we're going to stop for today. You're bringing blue! I'm bringing blue! <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're bringing blue. Oh my god, this is going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Mason, for uh, coming along on this adventure with with us. I, 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 do you have any have any thoughts right now before we uh, before we wrap up? Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Ty. Um, I am incredibly stoked, and I can't. I'm, I'm really thankful that you're uh, that you've brought me along for this ride, and you have brought one of my absolute <laughs> favorite characters to be on it with me. That makes me so happy. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> well, I am very glad that you are excited because I have been waiting for this for a very long time. Um, just uh, just to make this absolutely 100% clear, the quest that you are being sent on, just for listeners and for your own benefit, is to investigate um, why the Sending Stone has stopped functioning and to hopefully uh, return its function. Right. Actually, just for clarity, Pard said the stone was working in Cirque, but it's the stone in Flughaven that isn't working. Basically, they have not heard from anyone at Flughaven right. in ages, despite the fact that they have a form of instant communication, which is very worrying. How long have they had the Flughaven stone? Uh, it would be, I'm not sure exactly the timeline, but it would be probably since, since Silas's Silas Ark. Since before Silas's Ark. Okay. I was confused about time and stuff, so I think part of that last conversation might be a little funny, but it might come out okay in the wash. I think it will. All right, as we wrap up, is there anything that you want to plug, Mason? Yeah, check out some more shows on the Scavengers Network. I don't really have anything personal to plug, and also I don't know if you were going to say that. No, that's perfect. I love it. Um, well, actually, I have a website. If you, if for some reason you want to see more of the stuff I'm involved in, just go to MasonAmadeus.com. Mason, A-M-A-D-E-U-S.com. And I will include that in the show notes. Uh, yeah, go check out uh, Unnatural 20s. Go check out Amateur Detective Club. Um, go check out all these, the great Scavengers Network shows. And uh, until then, hey, Mason. Hey, Ty. How about we uh, pitter-patter on out of here? I've been waiting for so long to pitter-patter out of here. Did it batter? All their patter? Pitter-patter.
Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. 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 Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. Our very first Podcube was sent back in time to 1880 to Alabaster's haberdashery. And this is what the audio sounds like. I am a horse mechanic. I do a lot of wet work. What is the new smell? What is the new smell that I have from you? Oh, that's excitement. Oh my! What are you? Why are you whispering into your hand? Oh, what? Did you just kill a bird? Oh my! I have learned the operational parameters for my normal human vent muscles. I'm going to take this chair and hurl it through the glass because what is anything anymore? Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app, or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, PodCube, the future is yesterday. This is gonna get cut and put in the bloopers. Let's uh, let's count off. Uh, one, two. You know, I count one. You three. count two. Okay. Oh. Okay. One, two. Three. One. Two. Three. Four. One. God <laughs> dang it! <laughs> Warming up the voice. Warming up the voice. Hey. Yep. Oh, this is going to bother me again. How does Flight of the Valkyries go? Uh, 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 I keep thinking of da 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 da, but that's football. I started too high. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, You're Ty. Welcome. That would have bothered me for years had we not sorted <clears throat> it. Cool. How do you tend to go into shows? Like, how do you, how do you start? Good Thursday evening, and welcome <laughs> to your footloose and fancy-free, goofy, fun, and bantery, highfalutin fantasy podcast, Side Character Quest, with me, your side character guest, Mason, and with you as always. Ty, this That's is like, this is Ty. And how did you go from zero to sixty so fast? I've been saving that up for so long. I holy shit. Um, hello everybody. Yeah, this is uh this is Ty, and with me uh this week is our, our good buddy Mason. You don't have uh, to use that intro if you don't want. It okay. was it was very much like starting the gas with a lighter. I, I, I am just I am just surprised that with the force that, that came out. Um <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to lose it. Um All right. Hello and welcome to Side Character Quest. With me today is it's your turn now. 
Ah, I'm some kind of monster like you always do. <laughs> ah, I'm the monster of how does it feel now, buddy? Oh, man, it feels really good. I love it. I love it when this ah, happens. I, I, um, I, do I get to play D&D now? Yeah, you. the monster gets to play D&D. Your character... Yeah. Uh, will be what? What's your what's your character you're playing today? I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this intro. No, no. <laughs> I just I just threw it at you just to see what would happen. The idea being that uh, that way we're we're anybody that is new to the show doesn't have to deal with uh, a bit that before they actually get to know us. Fair, fair, fair. I like that. I yes. dig that. Yes. All right. <clears throat> don't put them through our bits before Ex- they get to know us. Exactly. Oh. Uh. <laughs> This is the table. This is my mind table and my mind palace, and I'm wiping it off. <laughs> Let's go. All right. I think I won't go into like the full like story of the name sort of thing, but that's the important name to know is is Talbotton, who is a a Brega tiefling. But what he is mainly is uh, is basically like like a Nickelback of poetry, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only, except less lame. Uh, he he's a poet. He's a bard. Behind the scenes. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to call this a Brega Tiefling or a Cryptid Tiefling because Brega Tiefling has no meaning outside of SEQ. Um, and so I had had the idea of calling this a Cryptid Tiefling for release and uh, for other people's sakes. And then I was like, ah, no, let's just call it Brega Tiefling. But I completely threw everything off. Well, ah, yeah. Um, so, but you can so call Brega it Brega or Brega or Cryptid. Yeah. You can just. Which do you, do, so how about how about this? How about this? Yeah, that way you can find it. Uh, yeah, College of Creation Bard, and he is a tiefling, specifically a Brega tiefling. <laughs> so College of Creation Bard, and uh, he is a tiefling, specifically a cryptid tiefling, which Ty homebrewed for this uh, specific arc, which is super cool. Yeah, so it's basically like. Uh, there will have been a fade out and then we'll be doing a, a fade in um, on a scene. Oh yeah, and the music gets EQ'd down at the top. Is Sidewalk getting picked up by the mic? <laughs> yeah, Sidewalk's coming through a little bit. <laughs> oh gosh. I got a, hey uh, listeners, I got a cat since we last recorded. Um, <laughs> hey bud. Hey, bud. And he is adorable. He's very cute. Um, oh, part. Uh, Father Pard? Yeah, man. Uh, he. Jesus Christ. Okay, just a moment. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> He's going insane. He's getting into the shoes. Oh, and there he goes. Zoomies time. <laughs> Ty has left frame left. Oh, and then he left. Oh, he's exited stage right now. He's exited stage left. Uh, seems to be having some trouble tracking down this cat, but I think he might have left with the cat this time. He's gone. He's staying gone. Inexplicably, Ty has what looks like a cross-stitching of a 1940s farm tractor in his hallway. It's a red tractor on a yellow background, and it looks nice. Like, don't get me wrong. It's, I'm, just, I'm sure there's a story behind it, and I, I want to know. I just... The thing is, I know Ty is going to hear this uh, and probably delete it. And Ty, if I was you, that's what I'd do too. But when you hear this, tell me what the tractor is. I want to know. Because it's like, it's not every day you see a cross stitch of a tractor that's that detailed, is the thing. 
Like it looks, I know that the camera's a little blurry because it's like. Um, and so he gets busy, uh, busy, or. Oh my God. Can you really not hear that? That, that one came, the last two came through. Okay. It was before that when it was, there was the threshold wasn't met yet. Okay. Uh, can I ask a question that might yes. make me sound like a big old dum-dum? No, no, you're cool. Inside the circle? Where are you? I thought the Congress we- Monastery was in Cirque. Yes. Okay. So, uh, let me. We're in Cirque, the yes. city. So, um, so let me, let me talk about how this is. Um, Cirque stands for the city by the circle, the city under the circle, the city next to the circle, something like that. So you've got the city right. of Cirque. And then just north of the city of Cirque, you have a massive stone circle of just like the, this very, very solid stone wall, similar to the wall that surrounds everything. Um, but it is smaller and it, it, uh, it is just, yeah, just directly above north of the, uh, of the city of Cirque. And uh, adjacent to the circle, you have the Congress Monastery, which it's built on that stone circle um did that make sense or should i, should I rephrase uh, ca- i so it's not the impenetrable outer circle of no, everything no 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 i'm i thought when i looked at the map i don't remember seeing this other okay, circle one second let me i'm going to uh i'm going to i, I feel like i uh, i'm gonna cut out a lot of this this just so that i can yeah i've I think I just have a fundamental misunderstanding of the world that just needs to be corrected no, that's, that's very fair. quickly. I, I'm pulling up your... I'm going to send you a picture on a Messenger or an Instagram post on Messenger. Okay, so so what I'm talking about... So there's the circle that is the wall that everything is inside of. And you see the star where yeah. Cirque is? See yeah. that? That's, oh, and that, that circle. circle. So I need a better way to yeah. describe this. Um, I thought that... that for some reason, that that whole circle was the city of Cirque. No, no, that is the the that circle I, that is above the city Cirque, which is where Cirque gets its name. Okay. Do you remember? Um, did you listen? You you've listened to Alton's first arc, right? Yeah. The city that was that Alton found is inside of that circle. Oh. I don't know why spatially that didn't click for <laughs> uh-huh. me. No, that's that's fair. But I also am the kind of person who can't remember anything geographical, period. No, yeah. So that might have just been that. I'm trying to think of like how okay, where did we where did we leave off? Because I want to like pick in and just assume that you have footsteps stop and then you hear a knock 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 on the door. Come in. Did I did I do it? Did I sound like you? <laughs> Perfect. I'm trying to think if I want to include this in bloops. I'll just stop. Oh, okay. Or do you want to stop? Or do no, you want to? No, it's keep... fine. I'm stopping okay. right now. 